You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Hope you all are doing great out there wherever you might be. Plenty to get to ahead on this edition of the podcast. BYU moves up in the national polls. They are in the top 10, folks. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about what we learned from re-watching the Utah State game, our film review Monday, as you know it to be. And we'll get to a lot more in terms of a recap of what happened in other BYU sports over the weekend as well. So without further ado, let's get rolling here on a Monday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for October 4th. 2021. What's up, my friends? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network, and once again, thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We aim to be the one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you guys need to know about every single day. So thank you for downloading the show Make sure you follow wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, what, Stitcher, whole myriad and litany of different podcast providers out there, and your guys' support means the world to us, and a big thank you for listening to the show. Get going here on a Monday, and of course, BYU football had a successful weekend, as evidenced by the fact that they won 34-20 over Utah State. BYU starts 5-0 in a season for just the seventh time in program history, off to an absolutely historic start, because as we mentioned on last week's podcast, BYU had never opened back-to-back seasons 4-0. Well, now that they've opened up back-to-back seasons 5-0, so history just keeps going here for BYU football. And the good news is, the national pollsters are paying attention. BYU in all three national polls that I seem to pay attention to, I know there's a myriad of them out there, but the ones that most people are talking about, AP poll, coaches poll, presented by USA Today and some other sponsor, I don't remember, is it Amway? Maybe it is. And then also the NFF, the National Football Foundation, what they call their Super 16 poll. Yes, they don't do a top 25, they do a top 16 Well, in all three of those polls, BYU checks in at number 10 in all three. So they are officially a top 10 program as they get ready for the spotlight. Saturday afternoon, BYU will be playing at Lavelle Edwards Stadium with Boise State in town. 1.30 p.m. kickoff. This is a prime slot. And oh, by the way, the best part about this, yeah, 1.30 kickoff on ABC. So those of you who don't have cable, I know there's many of you that, well, probably not many of you, very few of you anymore who don't have some way to watch BYU's games on ESPN Family of Networks. But if you don't for whatever reason, well, you actually can watch it just over the air. ABC4 here locally in Utah will have the game live. That's the fun part. BYU is getting a national time slot. And it's not because Boise State's great. We all know this. Boise State has been very middling to start this season. BYU, on the other hand, they're ranked number 10, folks. They are a legit program. The national, uh, what do we want to call them? The national media, the people who make up the TV deals in terms of ESPN where they put their games, they know 
what kind of draw BYU brings right now. The Cougars are absolutely rolling, and I think it's high time that the national media is finally giving BYU their due. I saw Kyle Bonagura from ESPN writing about the Cougars, saying they are obviously already on track to challenge for an at-large spot in one of the New Year's Six Bowl games. And let me answer a question I saw some people talk about. Uh, The question came up, well, does BYU need Cincinnati to lose? Technically, they do not. Cincinnati is the highest uh, ranked G5 program, if that were to bear out. Obviously, they beat Notre Dame to jump into the top five. And congratulations to the future Big 12 compatriot of BYU Cincinnati on that victory. But if Cincinnati is the highest ranked G5 team, yes, they are guaranteed one of the New Year's Six Bowl slots. But there are at-large spots. And if you are inside the top 12 in the final polls, by and large, you are going to get one of those spots. That's the good news if you're BYU. They're already ranked number 10, folks. We're not even halfway through this season. If you keep on winning, there's a very, very decent opportunity for you to go to a New Year's Six Bowl game. And what a way to really, I think, ramp up as you get closer and closer to Big 12 in terms of entering the Big 12. So I think this is a huge opportunity for BYU staring them in the face. Now... Let's talk about the quarterback situation BYU finds themselves in because suddenly BYU is down to their third string quarterback, at least they were against Utah State. I don't expect Baylor Romney is going to progress super quick and get through the concussion protocols in time to play this week. That's just my personal feeling on that. I'm not reporting anything. Let me be clear about that. My personal gut feeling is it's probably going to take him at least two weeks to be fully cleared from concussion protocol, get through all of the steps of that clearance before he is cleared to play. Jaron Hall, what I've heard is he is continuing to progress, and he's been dealing with uh, injuries to his ribs. He's also dealt with an uh, injury to his throwing arm that both of them are progressing. And if he is feeling up to it, and he feels like he's, and okay, if he's feeling up to it, and he's also medically cleared, that's also another prerogative in this. BYU has team doctors for a reason. They have an independent voice. They speak to the coaches, they speak to the player, and they will say, you are medically cleared or you're not medically cleared to play. And that's kind of how things go. They are independent, and they have to make their own uh, determination on that. If Jaron Hall does make progress, there's an opportunity that he could play against Boise State, but who knows how that's going to go this week. So if I'm looking at it this way right now here on a Monday, I would be planning on Jacob Conover taking the reins against Boise State. And if you listen to the postcast edition of the podcast, there's a lot of parallels to 2019 suddenly for the BYU football program. During the 2019 season, we all recall Zach Wilson got hurt against Toledo. Jaron Hall started that game against USF. Jaron Hall got hurt against USF, then also returned to play against Utah State, got injured in that game. Baylor Romney entered that game against Utah State, finished out the game, and then got his first career start in that rainy, just miserable night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium and led a monster upset of then-nationally ranked Boise State. Well, suddenly, as a third-string quarterback, Jacob Conover could be reliving that. And I actually saw some signs, and we'll start off our, I guess, our film review right there. I'm going to get to more of my uh, takeaways from the film review against Utah State. I actually saw some signs from Jacob Conover as the second half progressed that showed that I think this is a kid that won't necessarily be able to operate the full BYU playbook, but he has a live arm. He had some throws on his nine attempts against Utah State that he made the throw to where it needed to go to. It may not have been completely accurate, but he has shown the arm strength to make every throw required of him. 
I think that BYU and their coaching staff, Aaron Roderick in particular, is the offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach. He's probably going into this week operating under the assumption that Jacob Conover is going to be his guy, and he's going to have to put together a game plan tailored to what Jacob Conover can do. So the 2019 comparisons to Baylor Romney's the third-string quarterback going against Boise State at Lavelle Edwards Stadium is just... I don't know how, how to describe it. History repeats itself. The storylines write themselves. Whatever cliche you want to use, but it's right there for you guys. We'll see how things progress. I'll be talking with our practice insiders here on the podcast throughout the week to get to the latest and greatest when it comes to the status of guys like Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney. And let's just be clear about this. Neither Baylor Romney nor Jaron Hall are completely ruled out of this game. If Baylor Romney makes an absolutely incredibly fast comeback and clears all the concussion protocols, there's no reason that he can't be cleared to play in this game. It's not likely, but there is an opportunity for both of those players to be available to play against Boise State. But I think at the outset of the week... I would plan just on seeing Jacob Conover, number 17, making his first career start against Boise State, and it might be 2019 all over again, and the good news is, 2019 against Boise State went pretty dang good for BYU, didn't it? So, we'll see how things shake out on that. We'll get to more of my film review here momentarily, let you know what I took away, especially some of my takeaways after re-watching that masterful performance by Tyler Algier. We'll get to all of that in just a second. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Prize Picks. Have you ever heard of Prize Picks? It's daily fantasy made easy. It's actually a really cool concept, folks. I want you guys to check this out. They're a leader in college football daily fantasy, so if you want to bet on the college football players you may be watching each week, well, here you go. This is the way to do it. They offer all the players from the Power Five as well as mid-major players you may not have ever heard of. They offer any prop you can think of. Yardage, touchdowns, even interceptions thrown and anything else in between those. All of the entries, you pick two to five, excuse me, you pick two to five guys per entry and an over-under on their projections, you went up to 10 times back on any entry and it's just you versus those projected numbers. Really, really simple format. The best part is all those entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. And right now, all of our users that deposit money and use the promo code Locked On will receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. Once again, using that promo code Locked On. Check it out, guys. It's a really, really cool concept. You can go to prizepicks.com or download their award-winning app on the App Store or in Google Play. The best part is PrizePix is safe and offers fast, fast withdrawals as well. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and make sure you use that promo code Locked On for that 100% deposit match up to $100. Or go to your app store and download the app today to give it a shot. That's PrizePix. They are daily fantasy made easy. All right, my friends, if you're serious about cooking, you know you need to invest in your kitchen tools. Made In's cookware and kitchenware products are used by thousands of the world's best chefs. I have had their knife that they sent to me probably now about five or six months ago. And folks, it's just as good now as it was then. Made In produces professional quality cookware for those who love to cook. They source the finest materials and partner with renowned, crafts, renowned craftsmen, if I can get that out of my mouth, to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the markup. Made In products are made to last and they offer a lifetime guarantee. I can tell you this much. My knife 
knife that I got from them is just as sharp today as when it came out of the box the very first time. Their cookware also distributes heat evenly, can even go from the stovetop to the oven seamlessly. They have 40,000 plus five-star reviews and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at Michelin-starred restaurants around the world. Made In is better cookware for better meals. And right now, Made In is offering all of our listeners on Locked On Cougars 15% off your first order with the promo code Locked On. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Made In products. So check it out, guys. Go to madeincookware.com slash locked on and also use the promo code Locked On for 15% off of your first order. That's madeincookware.com slash locked on using the promo code Locked On. Thank you again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We absolutely love being with you guys. And a reminder that we are free and available on all platforms out there and soon to come on YouTube. Get ready for it, folks. You're going to see my lovely face on your screen. Okay, that's a joke. But anyways, YouTube is coming, and we're looking forward to that. I know many of you like to use YouTube for all things, and you listen to your podcasts on there. And we're working on getting Locked On Cougars on there in very short order. Now, something that's on tap right now is continuing on with our film review from the Utah State game. And let's talk a little bit about what I took away. First thing, BYU's offensive line, revamped as it was, with Connor Pay starting at center in place of James Empey, as well as Campbell Barry filling in at right tackle for Harris Lachance, they fit seamlessly. BYU's offensive line absolutely dominated Utah State in the trenches, and Utah State was undersized. Let me be frank about that. Utah State does not have the size nor the skill right now, it feels like, in the trenches to match up with a team like BYU, and the Cougars made them pay for it. I thought Clark Barrington in particular was absolutely lights out. We're talking just block after block. I have not seen the PFF grades quite yet, so my apologies for that, but I am of the opinion that Clark Barrington was BYU's best offensive lineman, just from my personal observation, but the entire offensive line did masterful things, and they paved the way for Tyler Algier to tally his career high in rushing yards as well as touchdowns. Great, great performance for BYU in the rushing game. And conversely, the rush defense was lights out. I actually liked BYU's 3-2-6, for lack of a better term, dime formation on defense, more re-watching game a second time than I did in live time. I actually thought it was a little bit of a master stroke because BYU was able to fill gaps with their linebackers coming off the flanks or right up the middle. And the funny thing was, guys like Morgan Piper as well as Chaz Ayuk kind of filling into that hybrid middle linebacker role. They were truly more of a safety, just kind of walked up closer to the line, but playing some linebacker sets, that type of stuff. I actually really liked the way they went about it. Utah State wants to stretch you from sideline to sideline, so you had to have guys out there who were able to run and really match up with the athleticism that Utah State had on the field. And actually re-watching the game, the, I'm, I'm calling it a dime formation, but it's not a dime formation. I know 3 two, six, typically is a dime setup, especially if you play games like NCAA 14, but it was kind of a hybrid look, and I actually thought it was a better look for BYU, and the run fits worked pretty dang well. I thought that Atunai Samahe, as well as Caden Hawes, played particularly well at nose tackle. Lorenzo Fawatea also had his moments at that position. One guy that I'm just not sure why they put him out there at defensive end is... Uh, 
is Gabe Summers. And Gabe is a good player. Let me be clear about this. I love Gabe Summers as a player. I just don't think he's been done a service by BYU coaches putting him out at defensive end. It may be simply the fact that he's another nose tackle and you can only go so many nose tackles into the field at any given time. But Gabe, he is decent at defensive end, but I think he'd be more better suited, I guess not more better, he'd be better suited to play on the interior. And when BYU goes back to more of a four-man alignment against certain teams, maybe this week against Boise State, I think you're going to see Gabe Summers do a lot better playing kind of that three, four, five technique along the interior of the defensive line. But just kind of one thing I took away. Uh, by the way, Baylor Romney, folks, he was absolutely lights out in that first half. It's an absolute shame that he was knocked out of this game because he was well on his way to having a 300-yard-plus performance. He was carving Utah State up, and just unfortunately, he snaps his head and hits it on the turf and got messed up pretty good, it seems like, because he was taken out due to a, a concussion, but he was on his way. He was he has been absolutely masterful so far for BYU this year and very much looked like the guy, the BYU fans who wanted him to be QB1. Well, there's a lot of evidence there to back him up on that. Other things I took away from this game, Hobbs Nyberg is BYU's punt returner is really starting to grow on me. Any of you who have listened to this podcast going back to last season in particular, I have been particularly harsh against BYU's punt return game, and a lot of it falls to Hobbs Nyberg. I felt like his decision-making has not been ideal. I know there's a lot of coaching that goes into decisions on when you return stuff, that type of thing, but Hobbs Nyberg, I am here to admit... I'm wrong, and he's actually gotten a lot better in recent games at returning punts. Hopefully that continues, or I'll be right back off the train, but currently, I am on that train. I also really liked Puka Nakua in this game. His dynamicism, I don't know if that's necessarily a word, but his ability to contribute in the run game on jet sweeps, his blocking, by the way, the the block that he had, there against the two blocks, technically, he had on Tyler Algier's 67-yard run down the sideline. He flatbacks the cornerback on the play, just absolutely runs him over and then runs downfield and gets the safety as well to spring at Tyler Algier. Pukunakua is going to be an absolute star for BYU. I love this kid and he's only getting better with every game he plays for the Cougars. He's doing everything I think coaches that recruited him out of high school, even the coaches up at Washington who recruited him hard to actually come back to Seattle. They knew what kind of talent this young man was and BYU is going to be the beneficiary of that. Uh, I did enjoy uh, late in the game guys like uh, Joe Tukuafu showing scoreboard to the opposing team showing it to Utah State. Joe Tukuafu, as many of you might recall, or some of you may not, he originally signed with Utah State out of high school before going on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And when he came home and wanted to transfer, then Utah State head coach Matt Wells, as well as the Utah State coaching staff, refused to release him from his scholarship. It's different now with NCAA rules, let's be clear about that, but they played hardball and forced Joe to walk on at BYU and pay his way It was not well handled. Obviously, Utah State got absolutely slaughtered in the media and by BYU fans. But Joe Tuguafu, that had to feel good for him. And late in the game, as things got a little bit chippy, he was pointing to the scoreboard, just reminding the Aggies, hey, 
were up in this game. It was kind of kind of funny to watch out uh, watch that happen. Uh, I really liked Emin Hanneman, by the way, at a safety spot. And if they're going to play more of this dynamic or hybrid role for a guy like Chaz Ayu and or Morgan Piper, were there uh, more of a middle flash linebacker? I don't even know how to describe it. I know that they probably have one of the 16 million defensive positions in their defense for BYU. That one of them uh, is this position, but. They're going to play a guy like Chaz Ayu closer to the uh, line of scrimmage and let him play more of run sets and be more of, I guess, a linebacker type. Well, Ammon Hanneman has made the leap, folks. It's cool to see. He's a junior now. Ammon's been in the program for some time, but he is very, very good. The last two games I've watched, he's flashed multiple times, and I really, really like what I'm seeing from Ammon Hanneman. And then the final note from my film review uh, that I can recall, I'm looking at my notes here. Oh, two things. One thing, best wishes to Logan Bonner. I hope that is not a serious injury for him. And anybody who thought that it might have been a dirty play, if you rewatch the film, there was nothing dirty or malicious about that play. He was already stumbling. Uh, Peyton Wilgar's momentum barely grazes him, it feels like. And then he tries to stop himself. Cleek gets stuck in the turf, and he hyperextends that knee. I sincerely hope that Logan Bonner is okay because that is never a fun injury to see anybody suffer. And particularly when it's non-contact, you kind of fear the worst. But hoping that it's nothing serious for Logan Bonner because he was very, very good, I thought, by and large, against BYU. And then the final thing, Tyler Algier. Rewatching that game, I'd go back and rewatch it just to watch Tyler Algier multiple times. He was absolutely masterful, setting up blocks, making cuts, just taking off when the defense didn't necessarily expect him to be able to do that, bursting away from guys. He was lights out. Big game boomer on Twitter. Many of you might follow him, had him as the top running back performance of the week, and absolutely, that is absolutely the case. Tyler Algier was stellar against Utah State. Even re-watching it, I was even more amazed. And trust me, if you watched Hans Olsen and myself, we watched the games together because we do the pre- and post-game coverage for the Zone Sports Network on these BYU games. We were watching this game together. We are just kind of looked at each other, just kind of eyes wide and mouths agape as we just were like, holy smokes, what is this kid doing? And he does need to give credit, and he did give credit to his offensive line, the receivers, the tight ends, all the guys around him that helped contribute to that success. But Tyler Algier also has to take some of the credit because he was insanely good in that performance and I can tell you this much if BYU wants to go out and beat Boise State you're going to need a guy like Tyler Algier to have a similar type performance he's got to be able to force Boise State to slow him down I know that Boise State's probably going to come into Provo with their idea of we're going to put eight guys in the box and force a guy if it's Jacob Conover to throw the ball on us great. I understand you want to do that, but a guy like Tyler Algier, he needs to be ready to go this week, and I've got nothing that tells me that he won't be ready to go, and if I'm not mistaken, he is now the leading rusher in the country of all 130 teams out there. So really, really cool to see Tyler Algier is an NFL running back. You've heard it here on this podcast. As I'd said, a staff member told me last year that he would be an NFL running back. He's backing all of that up right now and it's fantastic, fantastic to see him getting his opportunity and just absolutely continuing to just up the ante and prove his doubters wrong game after game. All right, coming up here momentarily, we'll wrap up today's show with a recap of what else happened in BYU sports over the weekend. Some interesting notes on the women's soccer team finally back off after a week off, and man, were they ready to go? We'll touch on all of that in just a few moments. Today's show is brought to you by our friends 
over at Built Bar. Many of you know that I am a huge fan of Built Bars. They have nine delicious base flavors, plus their occasional limited time flavors they throw out there from time to time. Recently, some of those limited time flavors include cherry lime, salted pretzel, cookie dough chunk. They've got a great, great variety, and their nine base flavors have some great flavors in there. Coconut almond, in my opinion, tastes as close to an almond joy as you will find. Cherry barcia is my all-time goat. It's my go-to. It's my absolute favorite. But other good ones include mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, and also the salted caramel. It's an underrated flavor, folks. So give them a shot. That's what I love. There's something for everyone amongst all the different flavors that Built Bar has. And the best part is they're healthy for you guys. 17 to 18 grams of protein per bar, 130 to 180 calories, depending on the bar you're having, four to five grams of sugar, and just four to five grams of net carbs. Nine amazing base flavors, all of them tasty and all of them healthy. You can get to built.com right now and place your order. While you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at built.com for 15% off your order. And by the way, many of you know this, you're supporting BYU football indirectly by supporting Built bar because they have that name image and likeness agreement with BYU football players so give it a shot folks that's built.com promo code locked 15 get enjoying the best tasting protein bars and support BYU football by supporting our friends at built bar today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at all guard pest control absolutely love this company and what I love about it is all guard pest control makes sure that the situation you may be facing with your pest control needs no matter what it is mice, spiders, ants, just a whole myriad of things, cockroaches, whatever it is, they will take care of the problem and they will guarantee it ain't going to come back or they'll come back out and make sure it doesn't come back again. That's what I love about Seth Baird and his team over at All Guard Pest Control. No matter if it's commercial or residential pest control services that you guys need, his team knows what they are doing. They have the expertise, the know-how, the equipment. They just know what they need to do to get the job done. And I can attest to it because they've taken care of multiple issues at my house. I've had mice issues. I've had spider issues. I've had wasp issues. I think, did I have ants too, Seth? I know Seth is listening to this. I've had all of them. And guess what? I've had All Guard come out and they've taken care of the problems and they have not come back. That is the mark of a good company. They're based in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front Corridor, wherever you might be. In addition to that, this is not a company who's going to knock on your door and say, you want us to spray for your bugs? They will come out and make sure your house is taken care of. And if you only need the one-time service, that's all they're going to do. They're not going to lock you into this contract that requires multiple quote-unquote follow-up visits because guess what? They make more money doing that. That's what I love about Seth and his team. They are the best of the best. So give them a call for any and all of your pest control needs, no matter, like as mentioned, if they're residential or commercial, they can handle them all. Their phone number, 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812. Or you can go on to their website. That's allguardpestcontrols.com, allguardpestcontrols with an S, and learn more there. Check them out, guys. I trust them. I hope you will trust them as well. That's allguardpestcontrol, 801-851-1812, or online at allguardpestcontrols.com. As we round up the Monday edition of this podcast, you guys know that we look back at the weekend that was in other BYU sports. And by the way, let's give a big congratulations to the BYU women's soccer program. They traveled a two number 16 Gonzaga for their West Coast Conference opener Saturday night. And BYU walked out of Gonzaga, walked out of Spokane with a 6-1 butt whooping of the 16th ranked Bulldogs. 
What a show by Jennifer Rockwood and her team. Uh, BYU was up 5 nothing before things really got going. It was just, it was, okay, 5 nothing, uh 31 minutes into this game. Yes, five goals in the first 30 minutes of this contest. What a marvelous performance for BYU women's soccer. That week off apparently had them all kinds of ready to go. It did them some good to get re-energized and man did they lay the hammer to the Bulldogs. Starting off West Coast Conference play 1-0. Their next game will be a home game Wednesday against St. Mary's at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. The game will be available on the BYU Sports Network on BYU Radio 107.9 FM as well as the BYU Cougars app and also streaming on BYUtv.org. Really, really cool to see. And man, what a performance. Five goals in the first 31 minutes. Yeah, you're off to a flying start. Congratulations. On to the women's volleyball team now. The 10th ranked team in the country slipped its first conference road trip of the season after a three sets to nothing victory over San Francisco on Saturday afternoon. Cougars are now 14-1 overall and 4-0 in West Coast Conference play. They're also on a seven-match winning streak, winning 21 straight sets in those victories, all of them sweeps. They're absolutely obliterating the opposition. Congratulations to the women's volleyball team. They are back home on Thursday and Saturday this week as they host Portland on Thursday and then Gonzaga on Saturday. Both matches will be available to view at BYUtv.org as well as the BYU app. Uh, Saturday's match will also be televised live on BYU TV. So best of luck to them as they get ready for this week. But wow, I am not anticipating them slowing down in any way, shape, or form. Speaking of the women's volleyball program. And then the final note before we go here on a Monday is best of luck to the men's golf program. They open up play in the Ron Moore Intercollegiate Tournament in Denver, Colorado with the Colorado Golf Club. It's hosted by Denver University. There'll be three matches across 54 holes over today and tomorrow. I believe two matches, uh, two rounds, not two matches, two rounds today for the men's golf program and the final round tomorrow. They're off uh, their season opening win at the William H. Tucker Invitational in New Mexico. Well, another hot start would be a what the doctor ordered for the BYU men's golf program and we'll see how things shake out but best of luck to them as they begin play out there at the Colorado Golf Club 8 a.m. shotgun start I believe for the men's golf program out there at the Ron Moore Intercollegiate alright that is going to do it for this Monday edition of the show uh, reminder for you guys that the Tuesday edition of the show will probably come your way sometime what late Monday afternoon early Monday evening because I don't want to make you guys wait BYU media availability ahead of the Boise State game, Kalani Sitake, as well as a few of his players speaking to the media around noon. Well, I'm going to sit down and knock out a podcast and we'll have it for you as quickly as possible. Hope all of those of you who watched General Conference this weekend had a great weekend and hope you guys are all just doing well regardless. Once again, thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen. want to remind you guys that your second listen should be our friends over the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Josh Neighbors recapping everything that happened in the Big 12 conference over the weekend and he is mentioning some of the new members so obviously He'll be celebrating the wins for BYU and then moving up into the top 10 and Cincinnati upsetting Notre Dame in Notre Dame and moving into the top five. So check that out once we wrap up here. A quick reminder as well to make sure you follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, you can find me at Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, you can email the show anytime. Questions, concerns, advertising inquiries, no matter what it might be, send it to LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. All right, that'll do it. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for October 4th, 2021. By the way, happy birthday to my dad, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.